Hello and welcome to the Post to Post podcast, episode 116, September 27th, 2020. The second last podcast before the Stanley Cup final is completed. Yeah, I mean, this could have been... Could have been the last well, one. Well, I know it technically couldn't have been because we would have had to do one after probably free agency or at, when free agency started and the draft. But uh, we could have been talking about the Stanley Cup winner yeah. in this episode. Did you think we were going to be? Yes. So did I. I did. I definitely did. Uh, I thought after that overtime defeat, um, I thought it was over. I thought they weren't going to have the mojo to finish it out. No. And we'll, I guess we'll talk about this a little bit as we get into it. But yep. uh, just first, you know, first off, it's so easy for Dallas just to give up. Yes. The COVID cup, you're stuck in the bubble for the entire length. We're going on over two months now. It, they want to go home so bad. It's so easy to give up. And, 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 and nobody faults Dallas if they lose. Exactly. But Tampa will be faulted if they do lose because they're, they're, they're basically expected to win. Yes. Um, so I think mad props for Dallas for not, you know, not, not going out easy mm-hmm. and not giving up and fighting back in the previous game, which went to overtime, which unfortunately they didn't score. And in this game, they sent it to overtime and they got it done. So I think massive props to Dallas. And I'm not saying that just because they cheer for them. If the situation was reversed, I'd say the same thing about Tampa. Yep. So And... We'll get into this later when we talk about the game. We're going to go over a few news things first, but oh, yeah. the Vets are playing a big role in Dallas, which we will get into. <laughs> it's kind of crazy actually, but So, one thing I'm looking about one thing I'm looking forward to next week on the podcast mm-hmm. is recapping the playoffs mm. and my thoughts on it. Yeah, totally, because there's so much that happened. And unpopular opinion, I'm not going to talk anymore about this. I just want to give you a little tidbit. Can I respond? Yep. Okay. I'm kind of looking forward to them being over. Yes, me too. I said that last night, I think, in the game chat. Not that I'm not enjoying the playoffs, but I'm I'm ready for this bubble thing yeah. to be done and to move on to the waiting period for next year. Yeah, and I think the players feel the same way, and I think the NHL feels the same way. Mm-hmm. It's like they're looking forward to the, this being ended so they can focus on next year, yeah. and so am I. I just, I honestly, I just kind of want it to be over with. Um, it's not that I'm tired of hockey, but... Yeah, we will... Deep in, dive deep into that next episode. Yeah. <laughs> along with the winner and stuff. So totally. Let's go over the news stuff for the week first. Uh, we got more awards. You wanted to make a comment about a video, which I thought was hilarious. The comments coming into that video. <laughs> did, you, did you read some of them? I did. <laughs> um, so we'll get into that. Uh, we got coaching news, contract news, rumors, trades. Let's there's, do all, there's actually quite a bit let's, to talk Let's about. do that and then we'll talk about the game. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. Um, the awards, and these have been, been released periodically. Yeah. We can just go over them real quick. These yeah. Have, yeah. And most of these were actually released, I think, the day after the last podcast. So that's, this is technically old news, but still want to talk about it. That's how these things go. Yeah. <laughs> so Kale McCarr, uh, he won the Calder Trophy, which is the rookie of the year. Yep. Hey, thumbs up. Thumbs ding. up. Ding. That gets a ding. Yep. Uh, Dry Seidel uh, is the Ted Lindsay Award winner for the most outstanding player as voted by the players. Thumbs up. Ding. Should have been. Agreed. Connor Hellebuck wins 2020 Vesna Trophy. What do you think about this? I'm on the fence with this one. Like, had a very good year. Totally. Deserving of a reward more than other goalies? Uh, questionable. Yep. I, I'm i not mad at the one. Yep. I, I've accepted it. I, I'm, I'm okay with it. But I think there are other candidates out there who maybe could have taken the place. So basically, this one wasn't a slam dunk. Not a slam dunk, but Which acceptable. Yep. Yeah. It gets a meep. If you're familiar with their live streams. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, Roman Yossi wins the 2020 Norris Trophy. Mm. I'm a big fan of, of Roman Yossi. I do not believe he was the best defenseman this really? year. Really? Yeah. But I'm glad he won because I'm a big fan. But mm-hmm. kind of, I would give this one probably a meep as well. Okay. Uh, yeah. What about you? Um, I have no comment on it, really. Yeah. Uh, Dry Saddle wins the 2020 Hart Trophy as the NHL's MVP. 
I get a ding for me. Yep. Thumbs up. Uh, okay. So next is not technically news, but I wanted to talk about it early in the podcast. So Jason and I released a video on the productions channel titled something along the lines of new NHL divisions. Yep. And this was based off of a rumor that the NHL could, and this is very unlikely, but could consider an all Canadian division. And this was theorized because of the border issues. Yes. There's, if they start, there's no cure right now. Yes. It doesn't look like there's going to be a cure in two months. Correct. The season is supposed to start Jan- or December 1st. It's not going to. Newsflash. <laughs> but they're hoping it will just start in sometime in January. We'll see if that happens too. But chances are, when it does start back up, there's still going to be border issues. Yes, which is why we have the bubble in Canada yes, right now. The, the, the Canadian government's not going to let... People travel like that, even hockey players. If it was fine if you went into a bubble and you stayed there until yep. you left, they're not going to let the free flow go. So the whole reason for making this video was because, hey, if we need to have a season when any, or American players or American teams can't travel up and vice versa, you have to basically put all of Canada in a division. And That's I don't correct. think people seem to get that. And I, I <laughs> thought that I explained it okay in the video. Like I said, this has nothing to do with time zones, okay? The divisions right now are based up on the biggest problem that they're trying to solve, which is time zones. Mm-hmm. This completely eliminates that because borders becomes the biggest issue over time zones. So time zones goes completely off to the side. Yeah. They don't matter. But 40% of the comments were, this won't work because of time zones. <laughs> yeah, I know I said that in the video. And but, as a pin comment. But if you have to have Canada as a division, if Canada is not allowed to go to the States to play, they have to play with themselves, basically. Yes. So time zone all you want, that's the division. It's literally West Coast and East Coast. Exactly. It's There's... It sucks. I know it's it's not the ideal situation, but it, that it, the rest of the divisions in that video were my idea based off the fact that <laughs> if there was an all-Canadian division, which already eliminates time zones, yeah. like I didn't make that decision. That, that's based on that theory. So a little frustrating to see 40% of the comments come in talking about time zones. Um, I don't know if people just saw the title and just decided to comment or skipped through the video until when we started talking about the new, new divisions and didn't hear the parts um but still as a you know as a content creator it's frustrating that people just completely ignore the some of the stuff that was said in the video and the pin comment i made a pin comment i know pretty early yep and there was just new comments just yeah. people just skipping the conveniently skipping the pin comment going to, it's just i don't know uh frustrating but it, uh, it wasn't a video suggesting new new divisions no. period it wasn't like hey i don't like these divisions here's a new idea for new divisions yeah and that's kind of what the comments seemed to be but the first thing we talked about <laughs> i know What's the reason? I know. <laughs> so anyways, uh, it's just funny more than anything. It was frustrating at first, but then it just became funny. Yep. So uh, anyways, it was it was fun. I really like theorizing about that stuff. I mean, we used to do videos like this kind of back in the day. We mm-hmm. would talk about the business of the NHL, um, ads on jerseys, and, and like just stuff like that. What are some decisions that the NHL could or may have to make moving forward? And this may be one of them. We don't really know yet because of the borders. And my idea behind it, just to kind of go back to the video, wasn't a one-year decision like the nhl when they're making decisions like this needs stability and they need to be able to plan so they're not going to do it for one year they're able, if, they're, if they're going to do it which again highly unlikely but if they're going to do it it's going to be for probably two to four years because they're going to want to have uh, plans in place for years to come they're, you need to provide stability for the players and let them know what's going on and stuff and like all the workers and whatnot so it's not just something that's going to be a one-year thing and then they're going to go back if they did it, they'll probably do it for two to four years, kind of just a Band-Aid, and then go back to mm-hmm. the current divisions or whatever. So 
See, I don't, here's my opinion. I don't think it's an unlikely situation. I think it's more probable than unlikely. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't think they have enough time. I think the team's... They, they're not going to have a choice, I don't think. That's why when Gary Bettman was asked about it, he didn't want to comment on it. Because he doesn't... Obviously, yeah. they don't want this to happen. But the alternative is, you don't play. They're not going to move seven Canadian right. teams into seven temporary cities. Right. That's not going to happen. And I think it's... You might be right. Like, it's a short-term problem. But in a year from now, it might be resolved. But... That's I, right. I, but they're not going to wait the year... Right. ...to play. And when we, when we first started talking about COVID on this podcast... The worst case scenario was fans can't go to the games. Correct. We are way past that. So now the new worst case scenario is you're going to have to have a Canadian division. <laughs> and I don't see this changing anytime soon. It might not. So I think it's more likely than not. Or they're going to yeah. wait. And I don't know. They can't afford to wait too long. Totally. And there were some fair comments that came in about how I had Seattle in the Canadian division. And that was based off the fact that in this first year where borders are an issue, there is not going to be a Seattle team. And a year from now, when C- when hypothetically season two of the new division start, borders probably won't be an issue, mm-hmm. and Seattle will be joining at the same time. So instead of going back to the current divisions, Seattle will just be plopped into the Canadian division because borders aren't an issue because they're so close to Vancouver. So that was. The but thing. if borders aren't an issue, they might go back. Correct. I don't know. And I was looking at that map the other night. Yeah. And I was like trying to figure out what I didn't like. I would split the two Tampa teams into two different divisions, even oh, though wow. they're that close. Really? Mm-hmm. I would move. One of them to the Pacific, or keep them in the Pacific, and I would move one up, I think it was to the Central, and then take so Colorado Tampa, out. Tampa in the South, and Florida in the... Yes. Okay. And then I would basically move, I think it was Colorado, into Florida's spot. So okay. okay. So kind of, it was Texas and Colorado. Right, it kind of goes up like this. Yeah. And then I move them up to the Central. That's how I would do uh, it. Okay. That's the only tweak I would make. I don't know <laughs> if it's better or not. Like, there's no... Like, it's, it's not a great system, obviously. You yeah. have two divisions... With massive travel. And right. in the metro, that's all like, heck yeah, this is pro. And that's the thing. Like, some of the comms are coming in. Well, this isn't fair to the the other teams compared to the metro division. Or are those all those? Well, guess what? That's how it is right now. Like, Here's the question, though. If this were to happen, this is turning into a big segment that didn't, <laughs> didn't intend to. But could you see them making that metro division not as convenient just to kind of balance it out? Like, could you see them putting multiple teams with big travel in just to make it quote fair for everybody or are they going to be like this is covid crunch time we have to lower this cost as much as possible i think so i do too i mean they could force them to like not fly (laughs) i cannot see that only buses no way especially with covid there's no way they're getting on a plane a private charter plane probably but uh yeah it's it's not fair but i think it's going to happen and i think you're going to be redeemed a little bit in that video really yep i don't now i don't know whether about your team selection is going to be good Right. But the idea of having new divisions, I I don't think that's far off, people. I think uh, I don't think they're going to wait till next spring to start hockey. Well, I do have a little bit of confidence that you said that because we did basically call the entire bubble situation. <laughs> we did. Months and months before it actually happened. It's so. called logic. Logic. Yeah. So who knows? I'm hoping in you know, three, two or three months now we can kind of look back on this and see. But anyways, that kind of wraps up that. Uh, Go, well, go watch the video if you haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah, if you haven't seen that video, you go go check it out. In coaching news, uh, very minor news, Bob Bugner has been officially named the ninth San Jose Sharks head coach in franchise history, which is basically just cutting off the interim tag. Yeah, um, this is a no-brainer. Yeah, no-brainer. People were wondering why it didn't happen. I guess they just didn't want to mess with it during during the run. Yeah, the I'm run, okay with that. The run's That's, done, and it's official, yeah. which well-deserved. Agreed. In contract news, do you know who Daniel Sprong is? 
I don't. Daniel Sprong is a a young kid who actually played in, in PEI. I've seen him multiple times. Extremely talented. In the IRL? The QMJHL. The I, in real life in is re- what I meant. In real life league? Yeah. Have you seen him in real life? Or I have not? seen him okay. in real life, uh, I think five times. Ooh. And has impressed all five times. Uh, a little bit of a selfish player, but extremely talented. Very good. Yep. Now, he was drafted by Pittsburgh, and I think only played a couple of games for them, and then was traded to Anaheim, I believe, and had some success there, but kind of fizzled out a little bit. And he's been signed by the Washington Capitals on a two-year, 725000 average mm. per year contract. Daniel Sprong, playing with a Ovechkin, playing with, like, he has a ton of potential. I don't know if it's an attitude issue. I don't know if it's a behind-the-scenes issue. I'm not, I, I don't know why this kid is not in the NHL because from what I saw in junior and even a couple of the NHL games, maybe he's just not responsible enough. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure, but there's a lot of potential in, in this kid. If they can, if Washington can get him, get, get, get their handle on him, this is, it might be like a transition problem too. Like when you're playing in the lower leagues, you're like the man, you yes. can do whatever you want. And then you move up a rank and you're paired with players that are kind of like you yes. and you can't, you don't quite have that same style of play that you That's true. got away with before. He's also not a big, he's not a big guy. So size could be an issue as well, but mm-hmm. uh, that's cool. Anyways, I'm, I'm okay with that signing for the Capitals. I think that was a very smart move. The Ottawa Senators have announced some tough news. They will not be offering Craig Anderson a contract. And this is, that's big news. He's an Ottawa guy. He's you, think, not, you think Craig Anderson, you think Ottawa. And he's not just an Ottawa guy. He's a human guy. Yeah. He does a lot for the city. He's been through a lot. His wife's been through a lot. That's what, yeah. Yep. Like, with his wife, the mm-hmm. city's, the, he has a connection with that city that not many others have ever had. Yep. Uh, so this is a tough announcement for the Ottawa Senators to make, but I, I do believe it makes sense mm-hmm. uh, from a hockey perspective, from a business perspective. And they also bought out Bobby Ryan's contract. If that, yep. If, They're going to save three and a half million on their cap space a year. A lot of um, Ottawa fans on Twitter. They're not outraged over, but they're sad. They're, they're sad to see him go because they liked him. Yeah, Bobby Ryan also has a bit of a connection with the city as well. Yep. He put out a good post on Twitter, I think. It was like, you know how they post like pictures of texts? Yes. Twitter doesn't let you wait that long. He put three of those on there. Oh, wow. From his family. So that's awesome. Yep. Um, yeah, definitely a sad day for the for the Ottawa Senators and, and their fans losing those two guys. He said he understood it, though, because they're basically transitioning to a young team. And they are. Yeah. I mean, Ottawa Senators, who have been through a lot of drama, a lot of crap in the past four years, does have a lot of potential. They have a ton of picks, mm-hmm. a lot of prospects coming up. So if you're a Senators fan, uh, you might be in, in the mud right now, but he should be cleaned off here in a couple of years. <laughs> now, my team, the Montreal Canadiens, have re-signed Jeff Petrie to a four-year contract averaging $6.25 million per year, which is less than a million more than his current contract, which has one year left. Um, he has he's a right defenseman, which Montreal lacks, and he's he got 40 points in 70 games this year. Heck yeah. There was a lot of fans complaining about this, and... I don't want to say they're wrong because Petrie does have his downfalls. He's, he can be known for not being responsible. But when Weber got hurt last year and Petrie came in, he was the best player on the team. And he was very good this year. To lock him up for $6.25 million, that I think that's a steal of a deal. Uh, he, he's very talented. He can produce offensively. He's fast. Uh, I think he's a good mentor. He's just a, a good dude in general. So I'm as a Canadians fan, I don't like to praise Mike Bergerman. I'm pretty hard on him. This gets a ding from me. Um, that's a thumbs up. In comparison, which another play we'll talk about in a little bit, Matheson, who was traded to Pittsburgh, uh, which is, I think, in the next segment, he's making 4.95 or something like that. 
he, yeah, he's not good. Yeah, <laughs> like compared to Petrie. So yeah, that's I think that's a, a good signing. The Red Wings have re-signed Sam Gagne to a one-year contract extension worth eight hundred fifty thousand. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you added uh, Eisman also confirmed the team is not bringing back Daly or Erickson. Yep. So some interesting decisions coming out of Detroit because there are some other news. Eisman well. has also said that he has money to play with, and if he sees something in the offseason, he's going for it. Good. I think which so. you kind of want for the worst team in the league. <laughs> Yeah, things uh, things have spiraled out of control for the Red Wings. And speaking of them, we'll get into a little bit of trade after this, which just has me scratching my head yep. even more. But um, trades. So there was a trade between the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Florida Panthers. The Penguins tried to trade Hornquist, who makes $5.2 million uh, per year and has three years left on his contract to Florida in exchange for Matheson, who makes $4.875 million per year and has six years left. And Colton Sevier for one point, who makes one point two million per year and has one year left. Uh, the deal was originally held up due to a contract injury insurance issue uh, for one of the players. I don't think it was released what issue, what player it was, no. but uh, the trade has officially gone through now. But I just don't understand this trade. Matheson is, in my opinion, one of the worst defensemen in the NHL. His, yeah, I, I, he's extremely inconsistent, in my opinion. Colton Sevier, <laughs> he's a whatever player in my opinion, to send out Hornquist and say, okay, we're going to get rid of this contract, but bring back basically the same value of mm-hmm. contract does not make sense to me at all. Like Hornquist is one of those depth guys. He's a reason they won a couple of the cups. I just don't get it. it. This trade makes absolutely no sense to me. And I maybe he just doesn't get, get along with the team and he wanted to trade and this is a personal issue versus a, a business issue. But... So they're actually taking on more money. They're taking on, rid of them. They're taking on more money. Like, like eight hundred thousand. It won't matter in a year because Colton Seaver, they're probably not going to resign him. Mm-hmm. So they'll lose that million. But still, <laughs> they're stuck with with Matheson at four point eight seven five for the next six years. Maybe they can reshape him in their image. I mean, it's possible. I I mean, I'll, if I'm wrong, I'll be maybe the he's first a player that needs a new start. Could be as as most GMs think they can fix players. That, we'll see. Could be. It's definitely a questionable trade. Questionable trade, and I know there's a lot of Penguins fans out there that are very unhappy with it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, there was another trade actually. The Rangers traded Mark Stahl, who makes 5.7 million per year, and a second round pick to, th- to the Detroit Red Wings in exchange for future considerations. You know what that means? Nothing. It means nothing. Like future considerations used to mean something. Like, but you can't make a trade for nothing. Like you can't give a player to a team. Yeah. So now you say future considerations and then you don't follow through with it. Yeah, it's it's just silly. Like, I I understand New York's perspective here. They're trying to dump some cap. But I don't think... This trade makes less sense to me than the last one. To give up also a second round pick, it's just not worth it. Like, I don't think... You're basically taking on Mark Stahl and paying almost $6 million for a second round pick. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't make sense on both sides to me. <laughs> yeah, don't like the Detroit Red, Red Wings who are in a bit of a cap. The the, the New York is just a dump. They're they're it's dumping. It's just a dump. It's just a dump. It, it's unfortunate because he's been there for a while. But from a Detroit's perspective, do you think New York's going to be decent next year? Yes. So, how good do you think that second round pick is going to be? It's going to be pretty low. I th- I think in today's NHL, a second round pick is. A second round, valuable. A second round pick 
on pro- maybe a playoff team though. So, so it's we're talking be, like fifties, yeah, like between fifty and sixty, which is not terrible, but it's also not. Is that worth six million dollars in Mark Stahl? <laughs> I don't know. No, I think Mark Stahl only has a year left on his contract okay. or something like that. But still, it still doesn't make sense for me from a Detroit perspective. Like, no. like as you just said, if he sees something he likes on free agency, he's going to go and get it. Yeah. Well, you just spent five point seven million dollars on Mark Stahl for one year. Yeah. That's not really a player that you probably bring in for a bit of a rebuild or something like that. No offense to to stall, but yeah, they're, they're, I think Detroit's playing the long game. They're just, this is a buffer. Yes. I think that, yeah, you're right. I think this is a buffer. But again, that seems now, like a lot of money for the, I don't know. Yes. The experience of Mark Stahl will be great on Detroit. I think he'll fit in there fine. I just, it's all a little confusing to me. I just don't, uh, it's basically New York saying, we'll give you a second round pick. If you take this player for yeah, $5.7 million, basically, <laughs> because I think Toronto did that with Marlowe's contract with Carolina, I think, but I think they had to give up a first round pick or something to take. Oh, really? I don't know. It was a while ago. I can't really remember, but I know it was a three year contract and they were the only team willing to pay that third year. Yeah. And it was expensive. Yes. But, and the third year ended up being a horrible contract. Yes. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Anyways, that's all on the trade news. I'm sure there'll be, I mean, we are days away from the season. We're days. We're days away. Potentially one more game. Potentially tomorrow night. This yes. Is all over. Tomorrow night is game six. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see. Rumors. There are rumors. It's been reported out of Russia that um, the Canadians do not have interest in bringing Kovalchuk back, which I think they said that they would have interest. Now, apparently the Canadians do have interest. This surprises me. Why would you not have interest? Because he fizzled off hard. Did he really? Yeah. Because I know he was rocking it. The fans were loving it. it. Yeah. I think they should bring him back to a reasonable contract. I'm on board with that. Uh, don't give him stupid money. Like, well, you can't give him stupid money. Don't give money. him stupid money. But the news out of Russia saying that Montreal's not interested, no offense to Russia, I just don't believe anything <laughs> that the Russian media reports. <laughs> not that I believe Accurate. anything that, anything that like, the United States media reports either, but I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to hockey, yeah. So I don't know what's going on there, but we'll see. Now, I was told, and so are you, that there's a little birdie inside the Flyers. We have sources inside the Flyers, and they are quite confident that Miko Koivu is going to join the Philadelphia Flyers. That's bold. Very bold. <laughs> so keep an eye on that. Um, now, it was rumored that Dustin Bufflin might have considered a return. Uh, yep. Actually, you want to clarify this one? Okay, so there was rumors that he might go, that some that he was going to come back. So basically last year, before right after training camp or right before training camp, he told the Jets that he didn't have any desire to play anymore. Right. And that started a whole can of worms, and he ended up getting suspended because he didn't report to play. So then later, he said, well, no, I need surgery on my ankle. Correct. And the team said, well, since you're suspended, that doesn't fall under our purview, so you got to pay for it yourself. And that turned into a huge legal Gosh. battle. Final result, they terminated his contract. Mm-hmm. He didn't play this year. So... People have been saying our team's going to go after him. One of the teams was rumored was Minnesota because he has ties to Minnesota. Correct. So last night in Hockey Night Canada, Elliot Friedman basically shut that down and said, I think he's done. He said he he thought he's done or he's done? He said he thought he was done. Okay. And here's a quote from Elliot Friedman. Take it from the man himself, people. He said, teams have asked. One of the teams that have asked is Minnesota Wild. They figured because he had a lot of ties to Minnesota, he would want to play there and they could use him. And they're, they're probably the only team that had a chance in all of this. 
but Friedman checked with it, uh, Bufflin's agent, who's Ben Hankinson, and he said it is doubtful that he will ever play again. You think that's a smokescreen? No. I think if you quit because you don't have the desire to play anymore, I think that's real. I think he's just going to walk away. I think he I don't think he I don't think any team should want him to want to to have it, any interest in him. I think that it should just be done. It doesn't work like too that. Much too much drama. It's just like in football and you can do a lot of bad things but someone else will still take you because yeah, you're a good player. I know. Really good players. Really good players. Uh I just I just don't like the drama that came with all that legal bullcrap. He, he quit on the team like yeah. straight up. Yeah. Like that's that's how that's it is. Like he just he didn't want to play so he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> It's like so. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if you want that. Like, why would you want that in your room? But with that said, I was also a huge advocate of not bringing back Kovalchuk into the NHL. True. And I've since been pleased yeah. by him coming back into the NHL. So I don't know. A touchy subject, I guess. But we'll see. Now, there's a rumor that Montreal is pushing hard for Krug. That is why I'm wearing what I'm wearing. What do you, how do you feel about this as a, as a Boston fan? I feel like Krug is gone. That's why I'm wearing the Bru- Bruins gear today. Just to as a final farewell. Eh? Yep. Um, there was an article out this morning, at, so I assume it came out last night. Um, Krug said that he wants to play in Boston. He's not going to take less money, and he's not going to take less term. I think he's done. Boston can't afford to pay him what he's what he's due. No, and he's he's due. So now, would I like to see him in Montreal? Hell no. <laughs> That's like worst case scenario. Like put him in the Western Conference, so I don't have to look at him that much anymore. Mm. Do you remember the last time that Montreal and Boston made a trade? No. Do you? I don't. I can't even remember a couple of players who have played for both teams. Like I feel like it was someone like Andy Moog or someone. Do you remember Andy Moog? <laughs> yeah. I, some, That's I, like it was school. a while ago, I think. So. Well, I mean, the old school way—you didn't trade within heck no. your own people right like it was like you always went to the other conference same with montreal and toronto the only time i can remember them making a trade in the past couple of years was the whoa placanic deal where they sent placanic to toronto to play in the playoffs there seems to be more in division and in conference trading happening though now like yeah and i mean i think it was the rangers in jersey who made a trade for the first time in like 30 years or something (laughs) ridiculous last year so who knows yeah i mean this isn't the same such a scenario because of free agency or whatever, yep. but, uh, he's going to go where he's paid. He could, they could trade the rights or something crazy like that just to get it done and whatever. But I don't know. It's above my, above my pay grade. So <laughs> I don't know, but apparently Montreal is also considering Patrick line, which I am not on board with who Patrick line to where Montreal. Really? Yeah. No, I don't like that. Okay. I never heard that before. No, I don't, I don't. Mm-mm. Yeah. I just, I just, I'm with you. Too, too many questions. Yep. I'm not, I'm with you. Um, Johnny Gaudreau could be going to the Flyers, but only if Calgary can land Taylor Hall. Now, we did talk about the Johnny Gaudreau rumor last week, I think, about going to the Flyers because he grew up in New Jersey as a Flyers fan and whatnot. Um, But apparently Calgary is only going to do that potentially if they can land Taylor Hall. (laughs) So there's a three-way going on. That's so weird. (laughs) So I don't know. I don't know. Take it for what it's worth. These rumors really mean nothing. But uh, yeah. In other news. Uh, Pavelski breaks a record. Yep, which is pretty phenomenal. Actually, it's a it's a big record. Goal scored by a U.S. player. If you would have playoffs. asked, if you would have asked me this like a couple weeks ago, there's no way in hell I would have said Pavelski. No, no, definitely. He not. wouldn't have been. I would have said like 
10 players. Yes. And he just wouldn't be one of them that would click with me just nope. because I guess because he played on the West Coast a lot. So I don't really pay as True. much attention to that. But he just doesn't seem like one of those players that's like on the forefront of mm. setting goal records. He's, he's pretty underrated. I, I agree. Who do you know who's, who the previous first place was? I don't. Joe Mullen. Joe Mullen, really? Yeah, who I also wouldn't have guessed as the. <laughs> I wouldn't have either. <laughs> I guess it is kind of a weird stat. It is. Number one, you have to be on a team that's good that makes it to the postseason a lot. Yes. And I guess anything can happen in the playoffs. Yeah. Like I would have picked like Mike Medano or. Do you think this yeah. year skews those records because there's technically a whole other round being added to it with potentially. I mean, all the first rounds went by pretty quick, though, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's skewed probably a little bit, but I'm okay with it because it reduces the regular season games stats as well. Mm -hmm. So it kind of takes takes a chunk out of the last 11 games of the season, regular yeah. season, and it just kind of adds a couple more to the playoffs. So mm -hmm. as far as the records, it probably changes them a little bit. But in the long run, I'm going to say it all evens out. Yeah. But, okay. Uh, all right. You want to skip this one till sure. the end? And... The big story. This is something I did not, I knew about, but I did not read about. Yeah, so. I want you to indulge me with the audience. There was a story that was released by ESPN. And it's one of those stories that the NHL looks at and it's like, oh, right now, really? Because it makes them kind of look, maybe not the NHL look bad, but. It's very Some similar the to the doctors. concussion show, yeah, kind of. It's it's kind of a touchy subject. But anyways, uh, so I just basically copied and pasted the article from ESPN, which was written by Greg Wyshynski. Greg Wyshynski. Wyshynski. Yep, he's a big guy. Uh, so there's, there's a lot of text here. I'll try and get through it the best I can. So former NHL player Ryan Kessler said that the lack of education about uh, a popular anti-inflammatory medication led to his chronic digestive problems, which he revealed on a Canadian sports document documentary. Kessler and other former NHL players spoke out about overuse of medications like Toradol, uh, a non-steroidal <laughs> anti-inflammation drug. Nice. Yeah, thanks. On I a wish TSN. I could do that. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> on a TSN news segment called The Pain, uh, or The Problem of Pain, which debuts Tuesday night. So that already released? These are your notes. Man, I don't know. I didn't watch it's, it. It's either last Tuesday or this Tuesday coming up. Yeah, I didn't watch the thing, but uh, I will definitely watch it if it's out already or if it's releasing mm -hmm. this coming Tuesday. So Kessler, who played over a thousand games for the Vancouver Canucks and the Anaheim Ducks, uh, hasn't played in the NHL since March 2019 because of a chronic hip problem. To manage the use of the pain, he would frequently use take, take Toradol, a drug not approved for long-term use. And he said, I never wanted to hurt the team, so I knew I had to play. To play, you have to take painkillers. In 2015, Kessler said he developed colitis, colitis, I don't colitis? know, a chronic disease that causes long-lasting inflammation and ulcers in the di digestive tract. Doctors told him the condition was most likely triggered by the Toradol use. He said, I had holes in my colon and ulcers, and basically my whole intestines went into spasm. It's very unpleasant. You've got to go to the bathroom 30 to 40 times a day. And when you go to the bathroom, it was pure blood. It depletes you. It's terrible. And it's all because uh, I wasn't made aware that of what this drug could potentially do to me. Uh, in 2019, Kessler was diagnosed with Crohn's disease, an inflammatory bowel disease. 
Kessler said teams uh, have not educated their players about the risks of pain medications. He said, I never knew what uh, what it could do to me or or the side effects. I feel like I can talk about the dangers about it. It'll help everybody. This is way more intense than I thought it was going to be. This is this is big. Colitis and Crohn's is huge. They're big time problems. This isn't just something that goes away and no, this is months. They're, this they're, is they're life. screwed. This is life. So, uh, TSN's West or sorry, what TSN's Rick Westhead, <laughs> who created the problem of pain with producer Matt Cade, said that overuse of Toradol is widespread in the NHL, with multiple agents telling him they have players quote who take it before every single regular season game and playoff game to manage their pain. That's intense. That's. That that's is not, the definition good. of overusage. That's not good. <laughs> so, quote, a lot of this in terms of accountability and responsibility come down to teams trainers and teams doctors, Westhead said. If you believe that there are players, the players are telling us how it can be, uh, or how can it be that they're <laughs> being given start prescription. Over, start over. That didn't make any sense. If you believe what these players are telling us, <laughs> how can it be that they're given a prescription medication that you're not supposed to take more than five days in a row for a full season and not telling them what could happen if you do this? There you go. And I agree with that. I, yes, totally. Like way back in the days, like I'll say in like the 80s and 90s, you go into, into a a baseball clubhouse. This is I heard this firsthand from people mm-hmm. like legit. You walk in and there's a table with a bunch of bowls on it and there's just a bunch of p- pills in them. You just take it and as you just go. They're not labeled what they are. They're not labeled what they do. That's crazy. Take this for pain. Take this for this. Take this for that. And they're different colors and they're in different bowls. And just like, it's not like that anymore, but that's how it used to be. It's like this, you, this is not that level, but it's kind of the same thing. This is very irresponsible by team doctors. To, how do they not educate the players? Because the doctors are paid by the team and the team wants performance. You think this is a team issue? This is. Do you think this is an NHL issue, or do you think this is an individual franchise team issue? No, this is a everything issue. This is an everything issue. I agree. Yeah. So Rick Westhead on Twitter said the NHL has deleted its price to pay video, which glorified playing through pain in order to compete for the Stanley Cup. Clips of the seventy second promo posted on the NHL's uh, Twitter feed included a player taking a shot to the body and then struggling on uh, to get to the bench. That was deleted. That's by the NHL. That's something. That's kind of. It kind of it makes the NHL look worse, I think, that they deleted that. Like I understand why they did it, but that's so. This is a this is a not a good story. I didn't think it was this bad. Yeah, it's, like I thought he was gonna be talking about taking painkillers and there'd be side effects. I didn't think the side effects would be that bad. Like those are mega, 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 mega bad like stomach problems. I don't think Kessler is officially retired from the NHL, but he hasn't played since I think it was March. 2019 it said i cannot based on reading that i don't see kessler coming back to the nhl and if he has officially retired i apologize for missing that but do you think this is going to do anything it, it has to especially with everything that's come out in on multiple categories you know we saw montgomery in in heat we saw babcock in heat just things that have come out from the the shadows i think the NHL has to do something about this. There has to be regulations put in place. There has to be educational seminars with players from the physicians or the team doctors. But do you think the bro code is going to, do you think people are going to want to not take stuff because they'll be afraid of? Yes. Yeah. But I think there's some players who are like, I don't care. Like, just give it to me. Like, I'm tough. Just give it to me. 
So I can see people on both sides. The same, but, but then there's going to be the the other people that are like, well, everyone else in my room is taking it. Yes. I don't, I don't want to be that guy. Yep. Which means this doesn't change. Mm-hmm. And That's if true. this does change, then what is the alternative? It's to do. It's to do the thing that I hate. But I think it's the only alternative is the NBA's load management, where guys don't play every night. If this guy's in pain, mm-hmm. he sits. Like, how would you like it if you're a fan of a team and you, let's just say, let's just say COVID's done in two years from now. Everything's back to normal. Okay. Like, heck yeah, we're going to treat ourselves. We're going to go to Montreal. We're going to watch a Bruins Leafs game. Sounds pro. And then. Wait. A Bruins Leafs game. <laughs> Did you say we're going to Montreal? Hey, Montreal. Watch a-, a Bruins. <laughs> Canadians game. Canadians game. That was amazing. Okay. That, if that happened, <laughs> there'd be some kind of bubble going on. Yeah, exactly. How would you feel if we paid for that ticket, paid for that hotel? And my boy doesn't play. Yeah. And let's say Marshawn doesn't play. I don't think they take two players out. But what if like. You're going to see Bergeron and I'm going to see Carey Price. Yeah. And they're both gone. Yeah. And they're not hurt. They're sitting because it's a rest day. Yeah. Which doesn't get announced because they don't announce that. Correct. So we pay all that money. It's 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 not as bad in hockey because it's more of a team sport. But mm-hmm. like if you go, if you, let's just say last year, if you paid to go to a Raptors game and you want to see Kawhi Leonard and he didn't play, that's a big deal. That's not as big a deal as me not seeing Bergman because there's still lots of other players I'd like right. to see. But it's still. It's still a big deal. Yeah. I mean, I've. And if you have to rotate people that often, it's going to be multiple people a game. Which is A, going to make the game less competitive right. because the star players are going to be sitting. And B, it's going to kind of piss off people who pay to go see the game. Mm-hmm. But if you have to to deal with pain management, that's basically the only option unless you're going to keep chugging these pills. You make a good point, though, on the whole paying to see a certain player. Because I went to go see a Boston game earlier this year against the Penguins. And I went to go see that game. A lot of the reason because I wanted to see Sidney Crosby play. We went twice and he didn't play both games. He was hurt. Yeah, because I'm not a huge fan of Sidney Crosby, but I want to see potentially one of the best greatest players ever play. I want to say that I saw him play. We went two different years to Boston to watch the Penguins game and he was hurt on two different injuries both times. Yeah, so there's a lot at play here. I think the NHL could go to a reporting system where every single time a player takes a pill, it is documented by the physician or the team doctor and then that report is sent on a daily or weekly basis to the NHL for them to look at. If it's not an approved drug, they shouldn't be eating it every day. <laughs> like that's, that's, that's where it comes from. Find something a little less harsh that maybe doesn't take it as boy as much. Mm. Like go to Advil, go to Tylenol, <laughs> like go to something that's I don't like, know. they're all bad. Like they all give you gut rot. You're not supposed to eat. Right. Like they tell you when you have naproxen, eat it with food and don't take it long term because it'll wreck your stomach. Yeah. That sounds like what this thing is doing. If players are in so much pain that they're resourcing to these Here's what you These do. These drugs? I have the solution. What is the solution? Get rid of the bye week. I agree. So that's technically a week off. That this is not starting my argument great, but <laughs> I'm, this is where I'm starting. Okay. Reduce the games. Agreed. Spread the games out. No back-to-backs. Agreed. Give adequate time. Don't have three games in four nights. Yes, totally. Rest and re- relaxation. Minimum one game off between games. Absolutely. Minimum. Let the body heal. It doesn't need to be back-to-back games. Like, don't talk about how physical, how fast the game is, and then jam everything in. Mm-hmm. Of course you got people getting hurt. Yeah. I don't think fans are going to care that their team is playing 10 less games a, a season or their team is not playing. Like, if you're a Bruins fan... See, what, and- they, what they have to do... I think the only option to... This, it sucks because of COVID, because it's going to affect stuff, but they could have made up some of that ticking review that they're going to lose by... 
bringing in the new TV contract. Like, yeah. Now, that was supposed to be like money on top of what they already had. Yes. So they could look at that as an option of instead of gaining from it, they just take away from here and then bring that down to fill that spot and maybe have yeah. just a little bit left over. Yeah. I don't know if that TV contract's going to be worth as much now with COVID. They have to project beyond COVID. Mm. And Olympics complicates that as well, with the contract and stuff. But And that's NBC, by the way. You could look at, I know Gary doesn't want to do it. You could look at expanding playoffs for more ticket revenue. I like that idea. I don't think. See, I'm on the fence on this one. I don't like that everybody gets a chance. I like it that the regular season means something because it really doesn't other than just getting your last change for a home ice advantage. Well, but for, like I said, this is on the podcast last time or the time before. It makes sense from a business perspective to have more teams playing. But I think it makes sense from a fan perspective, too. And it kind of proves that it could work because guess who's in the in the finals? Two teams that were in the top four. Yeah, but look who conference. look who didn't make it through. Edmonton knocked off right away. Fifth good. place. They didn't and Pittsburgh. It. They didn't play. Like, good. <laughs> but they did in the regular season to earn that spot. Yeah, well, if they can't, if, if Edmonton and Pittsburgh <laughs> can't play well enough to beat a, a 24 seed team or whatever it is. But that's the problem with the league is they want this parity. So if you have parity, then the, the basically the ranking of the teams is mostly irrelevant. Do you know what people cheer for? Underdogs. Yep. What's the greatest way to? to I mean, I've been cheering. I've been cheering for the underdogs this whole time, yeah. other than my own team. Introduce more than eight eight, te- yep. eight teams per conference into the playoffs. But that could be an option to look at too. Yes, you add more playoff games and keep them spread out, and mm-hmm. you take away a little bit from the regular season. I I really like it. I think long term, like I think if you want to address this, you have to make a sacrifice somewhere. Oh, absolutely. The only way to not be chugging pills. Is to either get more rest or not play as much, yeah. or to allow NHL teams to have a higher roster of you know more players that they can. Yeah, don't make it twenty-one. Yep, make it twenty-seven. Yep, or something. Allow more players to be available. Maybe allow them to stay in the locker room or whatever. I don't care, but just make them available. Like if you dress a player, maybe it doesn't mean he has to play for the entire game. Maybe he only plays for one period, mm-hmm. and then you bring in someone else. I'm fine with that. I don't care. I don't care. Like. I'd rather see my favorite player be healthy the rest of his life versus someone like Kessler who has yeah. felt pressured or whatever. This is, this is almost trending into like football's issues at the same time. Like, like concussion. Yeah, like, like you play football here, yeah. for a couple years and then the rest of your life you're messed up. Yeah. And I'm sure that this isn't an NHL specific issue. No. Nope. Baseball. Yep. Soccer, even, um, you know, football, whatever. It's it's a it's a sport issue, not really an NHL issue. So. Mm-hmm. Maybe the NHL is just the first one to deal with it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Maybe because of this year, like, normally hockey players are the quietest of everyone, I would say. They don't There's they don't kind of break rank. They're, yeah. They don't complain. But this year has been a little bit different with everything we've seen. And maybe this is maybe this is what this needed to get this out there. Like Yep, totally. Like Kessler's just like, okay, people are saying what they want. I'm going to say my thing. Yeah, it's time. Yeah, I and I'm not a big fan of Kessler. I never have been. Nope. But kudos for him for you know being brave enough to talk about it and stuff because his life has completely changed. Yep. Because of the stuff now. Yep. So, um, yeah, good on him. So we'll see. This is going to be a developing story. Yeah. Probably for the next year. I hope so. Like and I, think, I hope I hope it doesn't just disappear and fizzle out. Yeah, and I think the NHL will eventually make a statement about it or. Maybe not a statement, but they'll come out with. I don't know if this is necessarily something. the NHL's problem like in terms of they're responsible for it but it is their problem to deal with it 
from a PR perspective. Yeah, like yeah. this is definitely the collective of all the doctors for all the teams. It's their problem. Yes. I don't think the NHL is mandating that they use this drug. And I don't know if they're actually even keeping tabs on that stuff. But because it's a league issue, mm-hmm. they are going to have to deal with it one way or the other. I think. I hope. Now, is medications you can take approved or not approved depending on what country you live in? No, because there's restrictive drugs that are league wide. Like these are there's a list, right? Like you okay. can't take these, like performance enhancing stuff right. like that. Like there's actually performance enhancing drugs that are used for recovery that you're not allowed to take, but they don't have side effects because they speed up the natural recovery process right. or whatever. And that's an advantage. Okay. Interesting. Which is okay. Now are these players allowed to take these pills during the off season? I think these players can take them anytime they want. The question is, is this a prescription drug, which I think it is, and they're just, you need that? Here, take it. It's tough. Because technically you're supposed to have a doctor prescribe that for you, but if the team doctor's just like, yep, I'm getting these drugs for everybody, this is the go-to for this kind of pain. I guess. Are you really going to say no to a professional sports team doctor? Because they are professional doctors. Yes, But like I said, they're paid by the team to make the players perform at their best. I'd like to see a report. A financial report from every single team on how much their physician spent on medication. I want to see a ranking. <laughs> That'd be intense. I don't think there's no way you'd ever get that. Information. I know, but I, I think it would shine a lot of light on, on stuff. But, anyways, this is opening the door, and hopefully, it doesn't close right away. If it does, that'd be a very difficult thing, I think, for the players. And there's probably some players out there who want to say, "Hey, Kessler, good job. Thank you for for saying that," but they yeah. can't say that quite yet. Yeah, but. Um, should we talk about the last thing here, which is the, maybe the most important thing on yep. this list? The actual game that happened last night. Yeah. <laughs> the game. Did you watch it? Yep. I, I watched it as well. Actually, now, I didn't watch all of it. but Here's my thing. And I shouldn't say this, but I'm going to say this. It was on. I heard it. It was on here. Mm-hmm. I was helping my buddy here. Okay. So I seen all the important stuff and I was listening to all this stuff. So basically, I seen the whole thing. It's basically if I was sitting on a couch with a bunch of buddies and we were talking and watching right. the game. It's kind of like that. So I wasn't by myself, like hundred percent laser focused on it. Right. But do you want to clarify what helping the buddy means? Um, I have a friend. We have a friend who started a YouTube channel for his kids because he's a good teacher. And he's going the extra mile. Not his kids, his, his, his students. students. And uh, he wants to, where we are, I, th- I believe the high schools are half. One day they go to class. Yes. The second day they're at home and it's, he hates it. If you're an average teacher, I don't care. This is whatever. Yeah. But he actually cares. So he's been stressing out and he's been making YouTube videos. He started a YouTube channel where he's covering everything he teaches and in slow, like more detail. And he actually created a discord for the students to come in to be able to ask questions (laughs) or share with things. That's super impressive. And he was asking me about discord bots. And I was like, oh, (laughs) and uh, he said, is there a bot that can just do this and this? Or he was asking about our bot first. He says, do you have a generic one or is it custom? I was like, it's custom. It's a 800 hours. (laughs) 800 hours of custom. And then he said, well, if I wanted something to do this, what could I do? And I told him there's a couple. And then I was like, if you want to make your own, you can. And then, so what I did was I typed out from scratch a fresh one that connects Mm. and added the two little things he wanted. And then last night we basically did remote desktop. And for till five o'clock in the morning, I was helping him and showing him how to do stuff. Yeah. And it's coding in, is it Python? Python. Yeah. And he's totally new to Python. So you he, He's not like a programmer. I'm not a programmer either, but I've kind of figured it out. He hasn't really tinkered with it much. You might be a little sleepy today. Yes. 
That's a late night or like, an early I, morning. It was a late. I didn't get up to like eleven something today. Yeah, that's okay. Um, so uh, yes, yeah, so you you only half watched the the game. Kinda. I I missed part of the second period, but I watched most of the game uh, itself. Surprised. I enjoyed the game. I enjoyed the game too. Uh, There's been some games where I was like, eh. Yep. I now, agree. Now there were times in the game where I was just like, come on, let's go. Yeah. Like, the like what the frig? The, like your season is on the line right now. Like yeah. this is it. <laughs> like if you lose, you're you're done. And that first overtime. Yes. That's it was 17 minutes yep. or something around there. It was a long time. Mm-hmm. It was most of the period. Yeah. No shots from, from Dallas. And there was a point where Jamie Ben came in. I think it was a two on one and he passed it. You're in the 17th minute of the overtime without a shot in net. Your season's on the line, and you're going to pass on a two and one. Yeah, shoot the puck. Yep. And he had another chance a couple minutes after that, and actually shot the puck for the first shot on net. But it's just like holy crap! Like they okay. almost don't deserve to be there. <laughs> they they really don't. Like it's it's frustrating. Yeah. So why don't you recap the week before yeah. we get into so this. game two, which we live streamed actually, which I think was Monday night uh we live stream that here thank you everyone for joining uh tampa bay won that game uh tampa bay also won game three by a score of five to two and tampa bay uh won game four by a score of five to four in double overtime and the dallas scores Dallas what the dallas stars won <laughs> last night three two in overtime and the cool thing about that is that the players who scored the goals last night for dallas who are they old guys pavelski and Perry, guess who weren't a part of the team last year? Yep. Pavelski and Perry. Guess, um, where did I put that in my notes? Guess what two players were bought out last season? Were bought out? Were they both bought out? Really? I actually didn't know that. Huh. They were bought out and both of them. Oh, no. Sorry. That's the wrong point. Okay. Kevin Chattenkirk, Tampa, was bought out. Oh. Corey Perry, was bought out. Right. Both of them have scored goals in the Stanley Cup final. Yeah. Corey Perry has been playing excellent. Overtime hockey. winners. Not just goals, overtime winners. These are big these are big goals. Yeah. Corey Perry's been playing excellent in these playoffs. Uh and even this season, he's had a pretty good season. So I know a lot of people hate on Corey Perry. He does a lot of questionable things. He and does. sometimes he looks lazy and sometimes he just looks like he's starting to trying to start crap. Yes. Like why are you doing that? Yeah. Like he, I could see being a Dallas fan being frustrated with him sometimes. Correct. But the man is getting her done right He's now. He's clutch. He's hooking people in the <laughs> dingleberries. Yeah, that was a that was an interesting one. <laughs> a diving call. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine getting hooked in the dingleberries and then they call you for diving? Yeah, I did. That was a okay. Should we talk about the refing in this whole? Go ahead. It's been questionable at best. Yep. It has been absolutely terrible. And I'm I'm just tired of seeing Tampa fans complain about the refs, and I'm tired of seeing Dallas fans complain about the refs. It, there is an issue, yep, an inconsistency issue, and it's 100. Like, last game shone so much light on it, yep, because there were so many ridiculous calls that weren't called, yep. And I'm sitting here thinking, okay, I've watched all the previous games in this series, I've watched well into the, the previous series in these playoffs. That's a penalty mm-hmm. every day of the week. Oh, there's another one. Oh, hey, there's another one. That's a clear trip. And they just weren't calling them. Be consistent. That's all I want. If you're going to call them all the time, call them all the time. Like, don't change your tactics in the finals. So we've talked about this before, like a long time ago. Do you do you want them to, we're basically asking this question again, like an, a year later, because it's been a year. Do you want them to call the playoffs by the rules? Or do you like that? 
it's more lax. I like that it's more lax. Then why don't they just make it more lax and leave it like that? I think the issue is that these playoffs have not been more lax. They've been calling. They started these playoffs calling every single thing. And but then, then they don't call something else, which is very similar. Be, and then you'll be like, why is that not called when that is called? Exactly. If they're going to start, if they're going to be lax. You need to start from the beginning of the playoffs. Let the teams play. Cut this special teams crap out of like, I mean, mm-hmm. there was a game. I can't remember the two teams that were playing. I think like 18 minutes of one of the periods was all power plays between the two teams. It's like, can I just watch like actual hockey five on five and see what team's better without this? you know this this power play crap it's frustrating pavelski put a quote out and he was obviously mad and he was talking about the the penalty that ben got and he said basically that it shouldn't have been called he said he basically breathed on whoever the player was i can't remember who it was that got the penalty and he fell over and he said we're expecting five on five yes and i agree with that but i don't agree with that either like they're not going to let you get away with everything Mm -hmm. but yes Typically in the playoffs, the rules are laxed a little bit. So it's definitely a consistency issue, but I don't know how you have consistency when you're gray areaing the rules. Like, how do you say this is normally a penalty in the regular season? Let this go. Yeah. And then have a whole bunch of different sets of refs doing different teams and games all be on the same level. So would you rather the onus be on the players? Like the rules, they're calling it regardless I think the rules playoffs. I think the rules should be called as they're written. Mm-hmm. Maybe change them. Maybe make them a little bit not as harsh in the writing. And then if the rules are always being called by the book, the players will adapt Correct. to the rules. Yes. And then it will be non a non issue. Yes. I agree. They will know what they can do. They will know what they can get away with. Yep. They will play hard, but they will know. I can only go this far. Exactly. And they don't know that now. That's right. Like, that's a huge problem. That's the problem. How is this even a thing? Yes. I, like, we like, like it. It's it's more exciting hockey when there's more stuff happening. Like, yeah, like little cheap shots and whatever. Like, it's they're, they're battles. That's what people yes. call them. They're battling. It creates many storylines yes. between players and battles and stuff. Like, that's awesome stuff. But if you don't have that consistency between games or between different series. Yes. When those series or when the players of let's say one series is being refed one way and one series is being refed a different way and then they meet and there's this ref or these sets of refs or these sets of refs get chosen based on who they think did better. Right. One of the teams is not going to be able to play the same way because that's not how their side was being ref. It's true. And it, it has determined games. It has determined the winners of games. I just the NHL has a refing issue. It's had a refing issue for the past couple of years at least. It doesn't seem to be changed. It was worse this year than it was last year. And it was crap last year. Now, I'm not going to argue whether the Ben penalty should have been called or not, but there was a ref standing right in front of Ben. Like, right in front of him. Like, yes. here. He didn't call the penalty. The guy way back there did. And that has happened so many times, these playoffs. I think it happened again, was it last night? Uh, I can't remember. But I've seen that, like, that's a that's not a rare occurrence these days. It's It seems bizarre to me that... Like, I guess that's technically what the second ref is there to do. It's another set of eyes. But if you have the guy, like, literally staring at them, like, 15 feet away, mm. and he doesn't see it, I don't know. Yeah, how can you be 50 feet away, back in the <laughs> right. of eyes, and call it all the way over in the corner, or wherever it is? It so, just... basically, you're saying that my partner missed it. Yeah. Like, you're basically throwing shade at your partner, saying he was point blank, and he missed it, and I'm right. 
or you shouldn't have made the call. I think, okay, this is a whole other video topic probably. We could spend 30 minutes talking about this, but should penalties be reviewable? I don't know. Because it would slow down the game a lot. Yep. I'm, I'm in favor of it. I don't, I'm in favor of it now because I want to see things done right. But I think after watching a couple of games or half a season of it, I'd be like, this is, this is, I just want to watch hockey. Like, stop with this crap. Let's just go back to what, what it was. Let's just play hockey. So I understand both sides. Yeah, I don't know. Video review is... Video review is an interesting topic for me because I don't know where I sit on it. I like things being right. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I would like the constant waiting. I want to go back to my idea of having a third referee in between the bench or in between like the yeah, there, and we had a we had a coach call that ref out. We have a guy up there <laughs> who's not even part of this game. He's got no yeah no. But I don't want him up there. <laughs> I want him near in between the penalty boxes watching it. You want him where Pierre Maguire stands. Yeah, and as soon as the play stops, he has already reviewed the footage. And by the time the referees have come over, he'd be like, "Yes, that was a penalty," or "No, that was not penalty." Face off. Instantly knows. So no, video they could review. Have, they could have someone in the war room do that. Every they play, could, but every a play. phone call, and there's yeah. just like, no, I want the guy there with screens in front of him, making the decision. He's already reviewed it, basically, by the time the refs have come over, and he makes the decision, boom, gone. Nope. See, do you know what would be cool? Milkshake? I would love a milkshake. Um, you could never do this, because there's, sometimes there's... It'd be cool if you could go to a, a commercial after a penalty is called, but you can't do that because there's only three commercial breaks... In a thing. And they have to have it happen at certain times. Yeah. And stuff. But it'd be cool if the penalty gets called and then during the break, they check real quick to see if it was actually a penalty or not. And yes. then they either reverse the decision or not. I think the NFL does that. Yeah. I don't I don't think there'd be enough time to do it in no. real time. Even adjust the commercial so you're not showing a two minute commercial. You're showing uh, a 25 second commercial span. Yeah. Like why Why do they have to show it up? two minutes of commercials yeah. when they could just show like a 30 second real quick and then back to the play Maybe. and you're in, in between that you're reviewing something. Yeah. I'd and be okay with that's that. That's enough time for players to catch their breath. They don't but it's not enough minutes. time for people to go pee. <laughs> do you think players go pee? Not players, viewers. If you're <sighs> sitting around yeah. watching the games, having a drink, having multiple drinks, you got to pee every half an hour. But in today's world where you can just pause live TV I don't think people are waiting till commercials to go to maybe maybe in the in the playoffs, but not the regular season. Mm-hmm. They're just going to go pee or they're going to pause it. That is definitely but. an interesting idea is to change the commercial format. I'd, I'd be game for that. Uh, hypothetically, they could probably fit in more commercials versus their current system. There was something. I don't think it was hockey. There was some sport. Someone may know what I'm talking about here. There was a lot of uproar. They showed a commercial while play was going and it turned the game into a small little box and the commercial took up most of the screen and there was some either someone scored. It might have been soccer. Someone scored or something. Oh, well, the big majority of the screen was a commercial and this little tiny bit of yeah. thing was a was the actual play TV. So they didn't break from the live game. Hmm. They literally showed a 15 second or 10 second ad and a big play happened while the screen was this big. That's tough. Now in NASCAR, they do the same thing, but there's a bar on top with text, there's a bar on the bottom with text, and then in the middle, there's two identical size blocks. One is the race with no commentary, and one is the commercial being played with the audio from the commercial. Mm -hmm. So you can still watch the race technically, but also watch the commercial. That's a really good system, but I think it works works in NASCAR because, I mean, you're just watching cars continuously turn left. 
Yeah. Like not really much happens in NASCAR. So I think it, that's perfect for that sport. I don't know if it works in. I think for hockey, you have to break. You have to break. Yeah. Because the, the commentary is if you're going to make the screen smaller, it's already hard to see some players. Sometimes. But it's easy to break. You could have a whistle and then just they just wait to drop the puck until the commercial is done. Yeah. It could be an icing. If it's a, if it's a 30 second commercial. From the time that an icing is called to the time that they drop the puck, there's a 15 seconds between 10 and 15 seconds. I don't think they do it between icings because they want that to be advantage to the team that didn't ice it. Correct. They want to drop that puck as fast as possible. That's why the other team's always there and the other team's kind of mosey on down. But there's Mm -hmm. so many other whistles in the game. Offsides. Yep. Puck over a glass. Like, it's just not penalties, but just, you know, it goes in the bench or or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And if, if for some reason... There's not enough whistles in a period to meet their quota, which would be, I guess, six minutes of ads or four and a half yeah, minutes of ads. Know. I don't know what it is. I think they're minute and a half breaks, aren't they? So three ads. Yeah, something like that. Um, they could just have a longer time out at the end. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't really think about it when you're watching TV on hockey, but, or, or TV on <laughs> hockey, hockey on TV. <laughs> but like, if you go to a game live and you see all the TV breaks, there's actually lots of like timeouts. There is. Like, there's more than you realize. Like, when you're home at TV, you're like, oh, time out. Okay, they're getting their rest. But they literally do that, like, every six minutes or whatever. Yeah, like, when you're in the arena, you're like, what are they doing? Oh, it's a TV time. Yeah. And all the people come out in the like ice and clean. And yeah, and, like, uh, someone will stop the puck, and all of a sudden, the goalies just start skating to the bench. It's like, what's going on here? Oh, yeah. it's the TV timeout. Yeah. It's kind of odd. But mm. uh, anyways, yeah, that kind of turned into a whole other discussion. So, but, let's make some predictions. All right. What kind of predictions do, do you want to make? Is this game? Is this series over tomorrow? Yes. But then I said that for games five, too. So do you think, okay, I can't ask you that because you just answered yes. Here's my thing. I don't think Dallas is winning three in a row, which they have to do to win the cup. Right. I just don't see it. It's I could maybe see I'm if I was betting money, I'm betting money on Tampa 150 percent. Like there's no way I'm betting on Dallas, but I won't be surprised if Dallas wins. Like I'll be. Pleasantly happy. Here's a better way to put it, which gives you confidence in Dallas. They only have to win six periods. That's it. That's not a lot. I know, but they only have to play good and win six periods. But they would just come off of. It doesn't matter. Of three, if you want to say that, it's gone. It's it's gone. It doesn't matter. Used to be nine. Now it's six. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, but oh, I don't know. I don't know. If if you look at the stretch, especially with a overtime, mm-hmm. I just not seeing Dallas doing th- not against Tampa three games in a row. I I'm gonna piggyback off that and say I can see Dallas winning Game Six more than I can them winning Game Seven. So if they win Game Six, yeah. I don't think they're winning Game Seven. No, just for the reason I can't see them winning three in a row. Exactly. I think Tampa will just. They just won't allow it. And how can they? No offense to Dallas, but Tampa is the better team. They've 100%. Out, they've outplayed them in basically every facet 100%. of the ice. They, it's not that that Dallas doesn't deserve to be there, but Tampa is just so much better in like every category. Yes. On paper and yeah, and actually, like, do you think Stamkos will play in any of these games if there is a game seven? No, because he's already he already jumped on the ice. He already yep. made a contribution. Yeah, so he will get his name on the cup. Yeah, I if don't, they win, I don't think. I don't. He, he think had a significant pressure. like we didn't talk about that, but he had a significant contribution, a significant one. He Absolutely. came on and scored a goal right away. Yeah, it was unbelievable. Yeah, it was like man, this guy 
like, like he kind of went, he was going up against the boards. He put the puck around, kind of took the check, yeah. went around him, bang, in. It's un- unbelievable. He made his presence known, and then he was gone, just like that. Now, I, I was under the... Inst- uh, what? <laughs> I was under the impression that... I was under the impression that you had to play 41 games in the regular season and at least one NHL playoff final game. That is not what it is. That's not true because Nathan Horton got his name on the cup. It's 41 games in the regular season or... Yeah. One game in the finals. Yep. There has been one exception to take place, and that was with, I think, a Detroit player that got injured in 97. Was it? I don't know. Larry Onoff? I can't remember the guy's name. But there was one exception that was made to get his name on the cup because of an injury that happened. But, yes. So he's he's already played 41 games in the season. So it mm-hmm. doesn't matter if he plays in the finals here. His yep. name's going to be on the cup. Yep. If, if Tampa wins. When? When. <laughs> but I'm cheering for Dallas. 100%. Definitely cheering for Dallas. So if you're watching the video version of this podcast, you'll notice that I'm wearing a white Rangers jersey. I unboxed that today on my channel, on the Productions channel. If you haven't seen it, I would love it if you could go check it out. The cool thing about this jersey is it was supposed to be pre-stitched. It's not. It is hand-stitched. It is hand-stitched. It is pro-stitched. And that was either um, a gift that section was a gift by cool hockey or a mistake. Cause I definitely uh, selected and paid for pre-stitched. So uh, a happy mistake, I will call it. And uh, yeah, I likes it. So I had to wear it. Mm. Uh, that's it for this podcast. I think unless Jason has anything else to, I don't, this is the next one will be the final, the recap of the final, the recap of the bubble. Yep. The recap of the season, maybe of life. And then we might have one more after that, talking about players. Players, really good players. <laughs> and then that will be it. That's it. And then next season for the podcast, once the actual season starts up again, uh, we'll probably do one like right before the season starts. But our background should change a little bit, I'm thinking. <laughs> yes. I don't know what specific plans we have in place. It's pretty plain right now. But uh, yeah, we're going to... We're going to do something. We've got our awesome sign with awesome people's names on it. Yeah, that's still there. It's been here for the whole season, I think. Yeah, that's not going anywhere. Nope, that's not going anywhere. We've got two hooks for jerseys, the only thing that did not fall off the wall. <laughs> and we've got our boy Gary Bettman wearing a nice suit. Exactly. And I don't think he's going anywhere either. No, he'll, be, he'll always be there, I think. But we need we need new shelves. We need new bookcases. We need something. We, mm. need, we need something. It's too plain right now. Yeah, a little like bit. This video is a little bit more zoomed in than normal because we just... It's just plain. There's yeah. nothing else on the walls. So, yeah, we want to set the mood a little bit next yeah. season with some stuff. So there'll be some changes and there may be some changes as, as far as how this podcast is released. But we'll yeah. get more formatting changes. Hopefully we'll have guests more often. Yes, I really would like to do yeah. that. Just have other YouTubers or hockey people or whatever. Just totally. bring them in either by a call or by video. We have we have, we have the technology <laughs> to make it happen. We have the technology. I don't know why that made me laugh. But I feel like the technology that we have is potentially unreliable. But for Collins, it's very, it's, it's, quite, it's, you're, if you've ever seen a show where like, there's like an engineer and he's like, we got to split these. And he's like dragging wires here and plugging them in here. And it's like a super makeshift. That's what we have to do with that mixer to make that work. Yeah. Like it's wires, it's computers. It's crazy. It's complicated. It does not have built in call support. Yeah. So. With that said, there is a mixer that was just announced recently. Um, we will be upgrading the mixer for next season, which makes people calling in so much easier. We had the intention to do that this year. We did it a couple times, but it just got real complicated. So we 
stop doing it basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but we want to do it very frequently next season, next podcast. It's a season. lot of different, like for the technical side, like, like when we did melody, melody was probably our best example of it. Yes. We had her on with a webcam. Mm-hmm. We had our audio from our mixers. We had audio from the webcam so she could hear us. We had all of the audio being recorded by our online software in different tracks that we could edit. And then we had our own audio being sent to there that we used for ourselves. Correct. So when all of that had to be mixed together, it was a little bit of work. It was, it was definitely work. It worked out in the end. Like it looked good. It looked really good. But, uh, and she also filmed herself with a different camera. Yeah. And then she had to film herself and then actually upload it so we could download it. (laughs) So it was, yeah, there was a lot of, pieces of media to make that video work and it it's like a big formula and we had to tell her like when we're when we say goodbye don't hang up because if you do we'll lose your audio yeah. but you have to wait till it uploads like yeah so yeah, it's one it's one big formula that you have to kind of work out and and figure out the answer for but uh that formula gets way easier next year with a new mixer and uh well i'm not gonna buy that anytime soon it'll be months before i buy it but we'll get it all figured out before um next year and we'll have more guests and maybe some in-person guests as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and clearly defined segments. Like a lot of people like when we put the bar up mm-hmm. and have the things. Unfortunately, this video is not going to have the bar because <laughs> if I did, our heads would be cut off. Um, but yeah, it will, we'll just make some changes that makes it easier for people to find the stuff they want to listen to. Yeah, totally. So that wraps up this podcast. Jason, thanks so much for, for joining and Yep. And, and all the good things that you do. Thanks, guys, for watching. I really appreciate it. If you are watching on YouTube, would love it if you could hit the subscribe button down below. If you're listening on iTunes or whatever podcasting app you use, would love it if you could leave us a review if that's possible. If not, share the podcast around, tell your friends. And uh, yeah, hope you enjoy the upcoming game six. And that happens tomorrow night or Monday, depending on when you're listening to this, Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if game seven does happen, it's going to be on Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time as well. So those are the two things you need to look out uh, for this coming week. And we will discuss both of those games, potentially, <laughs> next uh, next podcast. And we'd love it if you could join us for that one next week, which will be episode 117. Thank you guys so much for watching and listening. Hope you guys have an awesome week coming up. And we'll catch you in that 117 episode. Adios. Epic. Epic. <laughs> <laughs>